I just want to look briefly at that text we uh, read this morning, and I was just considering and thinking um, this particular section of Psalm 119 uh, is really the second of the divisions that are in this particular psalm. And these next eight verses, as we looked over the last couple of weeks, the first eight verses uh, have been dealing with how to walk in the undefiled way. And in these eight verses in front of us this morning, uh, we have the psalmist now who wants to prove the power of the word to keep him walking in that undefiled way. So he asks a most important and a most searching question. He says, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? And in a sense, he answers his own question. He says, by taking heed thereto according to thy word. Uh, No doubt this young man knows his passion to wander is strong. Uh, he knows his, his passions to do his own thing, to, uh, to live in the pleasures of his flesh. And he knows that he most likely has uh, uh, issues personally about how he is going to walk the right way. But you'll notice he says, how shall he cleanse his way? Well, he clearly says that the way of cleansing is in the path of the word. And he says it with confidence. He says that it is by taking heed, by uh, taking heed, keeping the warnings, uh, walking according to the path which the word of God lays before him. No doubt uh, falling away from the path of God would have led him to, uh, to not be in the cleansed way. Uh, if he doesn't take heed to the Lord's steps, uh, he certainly and most certainly will fall. And so he returns back to these thoughts about his heart. We saw this a number of times in the first eight verses, talking about his heart and how he ought to seek the Lord with his whole heart. And again, he says, with my whole heart have I sought thee. And again, he returns back to thy commandments or thy word. He says, oh, let me not wonder from thy commandments. This is this psalmist's great fear, is that his way will not be a holy way and that he would wander away from the commandments. Notice he's, he's asking God, he, as we learned last week, uh, he needed divine strength and needed divine power uh, to walk in the right way. Uh, he is seeking him sincerely. Uh, he knows he's a man who is subject to the weak fleshly passions of his heart. He doesn't want mastery uh, to come over him. He doesn't want his flesh to master him. Uh, he doesn't want to be unguarded for a single moment. He wants to remain in the holy way and walk according to the path of God. Uh, we don't see it. Him not, he doesn't say these words, so we're not going to add to the scripture, but he certainly is giving us in these first two verses that he has a great desire uh, to not um, uh, be fallen or go into sin. He dreads it. Um, he dreads the very fact of um, sin having any sort of hold over him. Uh, Again, he continues with the heart, verse 11, thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Uh, He has a real dread. He he dreads the fact or even the thought of sinning. Now, again, what is he doing? He is telling us and showing us by applying what the divine remedy is. The divine remedy is the word. The divine remedy is the word of God. 
thy word, he says. It is your word. I don't want to wander from your commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Uh, that's the very best place for the word to be hidden in the heart. Uh, why? So that we will not sin against him. Again, notice he keeps asking for the divine remedy. Verse 12, blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. Uh, he knows that the only right way to go, he knows the only proper way to be uh, is the way in which the word of God directs him and the way the word of God shows him. Uh, blessed art thou, O Lord. This is a reference to the holiness of God. Uh, he's saying, teach me because you are a holy God. Teach me to be holy as well. Again, that undefiled way we looked at in verses one through eight, and he's continuing now to show what is the divine remedy for walking in the way of holiness. It is to have a holy heart that is taught by God. And so that's what he's, he is doing. Verses 13 and 14, with my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. You know, we, we often think about uh, where our walk will take us, and he's showing us here that a man's proper walk, a proper holy walk, will be when his delight is in the right place or in the right person, in this case, in the Word of God. Uh, wherever man's heart goes, that's where that man's walk will take him. Uh, many people, they consider following the Lord as, or following some sort of uh, 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 scripture as too burdensome, uh, too, too much of a task, and they never do get any control. They never gain any power over their sin. Uh, but when God's word becomes our delight, uh, when God's word is a delight, it tells us that our heart is certainly delighting in the right thing. Uh, our prayer should be that we would uh, delight in God, um, not delight in the things of this world, but delight in God. Uh, notice he uses the word, I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies, he says in verse 14. It is your ways I've rejoiced in. And he gives a pretty clear uh, comparison. He says, as much as in all riches. He said, I, I rejoice uh, as much in the way of thy testimonies as if I had all the riches, uh, this is certainly much, much better. And then verse 15, I will meditate. Notice now he is applying that divine remedy. Uh, he's not just sitting there and saying, wait for God to do it. He said, I will meditate in thy precepts. Well, what is meditation? It's, it's not some uh, mystical, magical um, process. It is simply to read the word of God. It is to think upon it. It's to pray upon it. And he says, and have respect unto thy ways. Uh, to keep the heart clean, to keep the ways clean, to keep our life clean is to keep the thoughts of our heart and the thoughts of our mind clean. And so what we put into our minds, what we put into our hearts is certainly going to come out. And so oftentimes, again, we, we wonder, uh, why is my mind seemingly so distracted? Why is my mind so far away from the things of God? Um, I, would, uh, I would submit to us a lot of it is because of what we allow to be put into it. Uh, what we're, uh, again, what we're reading, what we're seeing, um, what we're talking about. Um, you know, oftentimes people are looking for this way. How do, I, how do I overcome the fleshly desires of my heart? And we miss the very obvious. Uh, it's God's word. 
And it's, it's the reading of God's word, and it's, it's reading God's word even more. Uh, again, we, we shouldn't apologize for having to say, uh, you know, we really should be reading God's word more. Um, I don't think anybody uh, in this room would say, oh, I, I read God's word already too much. Um, I'm already in the word of God. I've already meditated too much today. Um, that certainly is not the case. Um, we all uh, need to meditate on God's word. And again, this desire of this psalmist is certainly, I pray, is the desire of our own heart. He said, I will delight myself in thy statutes. Verse 16, I will not forget. Notice he says, I will not forget thy word. And certainly that's the prayer. We don't want to forget his word. Now, the word forget here does not just have the meaning of uh, failing to remember. Uh, It actually has the intention of being a refusal a refusal to meditate, a refusal to acknowledge, a refusal to think about. It, it really has the, uh, the meaning of neglecting it. And so when we neglect it, when he says, I will not forget thy word, he's not just talking about memory loss here. He's talking about, I will not neglect your word. I'm not going to refuse to think about. I'm not going to refuse to delight in it. I'm not going to refuse to meditate in it. I'm not going to refuse to rejoice in it. And certainly that should be the prayer of our heart this morning. And honestly, as we think about the holy heart, uh, the more a person's heart is set upon a holy walk, uh, the more we will dread falling into sin. And so the challenge for us this morning is, is what is our heart set upon? And is it seeking after God uh, wholeheartedly? Is it seeking after God only when trouble comes? Is it only seeking after God when we need a, just a pick-me-up during the day? Uh, this psalmist is not writing about the word as just being something to use to make his life better. He's, he's writing, of course, under the inspiration of the Spirit, but he's writing as one who truly desires to have a heart that's right before God. And so, again, I think a lot of what this psalm is and the length of this psalm, uh, remember, uh, this psalm is primarily about the Word of God. It's primarily about what the Word, not only what the Word is, uh, but what the Word's blessings are, what comes from the Word. And uh, it's not a coincidence that the longest chapter in the Bible is a chapter about the Bible. It's about the scriptures. And it is the remedy, folks. It's the divine remedy for how we can walk properly in this world to remind us of who God is, to remind us of his mercies, and to remind us of who and what we are apart from him. So I pray that that'll challenge our hearts this morning as we think about uh, having a holy heart today. Amen.